This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer on 1250 AM, The Fan, along with my guy Nathan Marzion. Time for another edition of Green and Growing. Follow Nathan Marzion on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. You can follow me at Sparky Radio and, of course, download this very fine Green and Growing podcast uh, anywhere you download your favorite podcast. And, of course, also on the Odyssey app. And if you're on the Odyssey app, then... You can follow 1250 and all the different interviews that we do, uh, our weekly interview with Tim Diller, do Packer interviews, Badger interviews, all that fun stuff, all right there on your Odyssey app. Uh, Okay, also live streaming this bad boy on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page like we do most of these anytime there's both of us uh, on the podcast. So you can check us out on YouTube as well if you want to see the kick butt fear the deer banner that he's got hanging behind him in his room, Nathan Marzian. Uh, you'll be able to uh, check that out. I think Marzian's going to start selling those possibly on the podcast at some point, maybe a little side hustle money. Uh, maybe at some point. Uh, okay, Nathan Marzian, you did a Twitter poll question. First Twitter poll question in a while. Uh, we were doing them during the season all the time because obviously there's more to talk about. Uh, but you threw a Twitter poll question, got a lot of results. Like always, tell everybody about the poll question. Yeah, so yesterday, Sham Sarania reported that after contract negotiations stalled out, Buddy Heald and the Pacers have started dialogue to work on finding a potential trade. And he's someone that I know has been talked about among Bucks Twitter you know, a decent amount about trades and stuff. And he's just been a player that's been in trade talks for a long time, as I feel like most Indiana Pacers are. I know Miles Turner is someone that, like, every single year he's in trade talks. But Buddy Hill is one of those guys, one of the best shooters in the league. And so basically I was looking at, okay, what if we're going to make a move for Buddy Heald, what would be the framework of that trade? Like, what would we have to give up? And basically to make the money work, since Buddy Heald makes about $20 million a year, the the likely package would be, Something along the lines of Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen for Buddy Heald. You might have to throw some picks here and there. I don't know. But that would be the framework of it. Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen for Buddy Heald. So I put that out there. Got a lot of response on it. Every time you put out a trade with Bobby Portis involved, it's going to get a lot of dislikes from the people. Yeah, Yeah, just people being like, oh, you can't trade Bobby. Um, Casuals. But anyways, so I put out a poll. I said, I'm going to put this to a poll. Um, Would you like a trade centered around Bobby plus Grayson for Buddy Heald? 56% 56% said yes, 44% said no, and about 4,000 votes on that. So a pretty good um, sample size of people voting on that. For me personally, I'm not in love with this trade, but I'm not. I'm definitely not against it. I think it's best, I tweeted this out, I think it's probably best as a trade deadline move, kind of a last resort move, because I think it does make you a better playoff team, which is all that matters at the end. If it makes you a better playoff team, it is a move you you should at the end of the day make. But 
is it something that moves the needle that much that I'm like, I want to jump on this immediately right away to start the season and give up, you know, your two biggest tradable assets in Bobby and Grayson. I'm not entirely sure of that. I think it's probably best to wait, see if something more important becomes available, such as a a guard or a wing defender, something that we do need a little bit more than just, you know, another shooter. But again, at the end of the day, Buddy Heald is a better playoff player, I would assume. He hasn't played in any playoff games, but he is, I think, it going to be a better playoff player than Bobby Portis or Grayson Allen. And so I'm, it's a trade I'm willing to make at the end of the day. But again, I, I, I'm cautious about making it this early because there are other people that are going to become available. And so I kind of would rather wait, see what else happens. And then, you know, if, if this is still a trade that you can make later on, then sure, go ahead and do it. Because again, I think at the end of the day, it does make you better, but I don't know what your thoughts are. Uh, we don't agree on this at all, uh, but that's okay though. Uh, so my, my first question to you, uh, pro trade guy, uh, is if Buddy Heald wants a new deal from the Indiana Pacers, why would Buddy Heald come to Milwaukee without getting, uh, or want to come to Milwaukee without getting a new deal? And oh, by the way, he also is not all that young either. What is he, 31, 32, somewhere uh, in that area? He's going to be a free agent after this year. So if he's fine just playing out the year and getting to free agency, then who cares? And just stay in Indiana and, and hang out. Now, if the Pacers are like, if you don't agree to an extension, we're trading you, if that's what happened. Right, it's the Pacer saying extension or you're out of here. Well, that's different. Then Buddy Heald's going to go wherever, and he can't control it. But if Buddy Heald is the one telling the Pacers, look, either you give me a contract extension or I don't want to be here. Now we get into the whole thing of okay, is he okay coming to Milwaukee because he can compete for a championship, finally get into the play some playoff games, and he's okay with it? Versus if Detroit's involved, now okay, you're going to have to give me a large extension if I'm coming to Detroit. I, I got to know where his head's at on this whole thing. I guess that's my first thing, Nathan, is, is this a money play of trying to get an extension wherever he goes? Because if it is, the Bucks are not in a position to give him an extension. Yeah, but again, assuming that they make the trade, I would assume that they talk to him and they agree on something and they they are all on the same page. Like, I, I think if if there is a problem like that, if it is something that he really just wants a big extension and he doesn't really care about playing for a contender, then I'm assuming the trade's not going to happen. I'm assuming that the Bucks would know that and the Bucks would say, okay, we're, right. we're, we're good on that. But from a purely basketball standpoint, what do you think of it? Are you, cause I look, I can, I can understand people that say Grayson is, and, and look, I'm not trying to hype up Grayson, but I, I can understand the people saying that Grayson's like 80, 85% of what Buddy Heald gives you for a lot less. And then you hold on to Bobby Portis. Like I get that part of it. But again, for me, Bobby basically gives you nothing in the playoffs. Grayson gives you very little in the playoffs. If Buddy Heald can be a little bit better off the dribble than Grayson um, and a little bit better of a movement shooter overall than most of the guys we have on our roster. And just, he's one of the, I've, 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 consistently said I think he's one of the three to five best pure shooters in the league right now I think you could put him in third you could honestly put him second behind Steph Curry if you wanted to um he's consistently like 43 percent from three so I there are enough things there that I'm like I I think he's the best playoff guy of the three so if you can trade two pretty bad playoff guys for a better playoff guy then yeah like again to me it makes sense but I also do understand that side of it that he's not that much better than Grayson because he is mostly just a shooter. You know, he's not a huge shot creator. He's not a very good defender. But again, I think he averaged I think over he can a steal it. a game. I mean, I know that's not where defensive metrics are measured or whatever, but he still yeah. was over a steal a game last year. I know, but still, I mean, I just I think I, I he's probably a slightly better defender than Grayson. But 
I mean, I don't think it's a it's a big difference. Yeah. And so I'm I'm just saying I I think overall it makes us better in the playoffs, which again is all that matters. But I, as I said before, I'm not sure it is a move that I'm like this instantly greatly improves our odds. Like we have to jump on this immediately. I think it's more of a if it was a last resort type of thing, yes, but I'm not jumping all over it. Okay. Uh first of all, uh we could trade Grayson Allen for you, I'd approve of that deal. So I, I am in no way gonna argue about getting rid of Grayson Allen off. Why, why? I've hold never on. been a Grayson Allen fan. Never gonna be I'm, a Grayson Allen hold on, fan. Hold and on. That's okay. I'm gonna butt in here. Why look, I'm not I hate that I'm I have to be this like Grayson Allen defender by just yeah. saying that he doesn't suck. Like that's all I'm saying. He doesn't suck because he no, doesn't. I'm not he's saying not, he doesn't suck. I just don't like him. So, but if you're saying you trade him for me, if you're saying you trade him for me, then you're basically I like saying he you. Sucks. I I like you a lot. But I don't care if you. I don't care if they have the 15 most dislikable players in the world. I want to win the championship. Well, that's good. I, I don't have to be that way. I'm a fan first. So for me, I don't like the dude. So if, if they want to trade Grayson Allen, have at it. Trade the dude. Uh, now, Bobby Portis, on the other hand, now that's where we're going to disagree. And you know that's where we're going to disagree because you and I have had this conversation about trading Bobby Portis. Well, there's a couple things here. One, I don't believe they have anybody behind him, big-wise, that can come in and do what he does. So that's my first issue in all of this. And, unless, in and, and your trade uh, Twitter poll, I, we did not get a big back from Indiana. So, you know, if this trade gets redone or readjusted or there's a third team in or something like that and they get a big to replace Bobby Portis, then you know I'd probably be okay with that. Yeah, okay, fine. But but they've got to have some type of big, I think, to replace Bobby Portis. The other part of this is, I think Bobby Portis is kind of a glue guy on this team a little bit to a certain degree. I think he is a a, a big chemistry guy and a guy that's important to that locker room. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's a Josh Hader trade where oh my god the locker room's going to melt down and it's never going to be the same and they're going to freak out because Josh Hader isn't in the clubhouse because that's what happened to the Brewers. They melted down and it was a disaster. Um, so I don't think that'll happen necessarily. You still have Giannis and Milton and Drew and Brooke and whatever. It'll be fine. But he still is somebody that I think uh, is is a key cog in, in that core. You know, it's those those four guys. And then he's that fifth guy, even though he's off the bench. He's he's still that fifth guy. Uh, so I would need a big back in return. My follow up to that, Mr. Marzian. Let's say they do this trade. You say, all right, I want to do this trade. Fifty six percent in your poll at Nathan Marzian. Four thousand people you said say do the trade. How are we playing, uh, Mr. Buddy Heal? Are we starting Buddy Heal? Is Buddy Heal coming off of the bench? And if Buddy Heal's coming off the bench, then who is starting uh, at shooting guard for the Milwaukee Bucks if Heal's coming off the bench? Because me personally, I think he's a much better bench player than he is a starter. Like he can be that instant offense guy off the off the bench uh, and can really c- kind of get himself on a run. You have him out there with Giannis and Milton and Drew Holiday. He's just not going to get shots. He's just not. And then we're just kind of wasting space. Grayson Allen doesn't get a lot of shots. No big deal. Doesn't matter, Grayson Allen. It's going to matter to Buddy Heald if he doesn't get a bunch of shots or some shots at least on a consistent basis. And that's why I think he's better off coming off the bench. But that leads into the question what I'm asking, which is then who's starting? Pat Connaughton? Please tell me the answer is not Pat Connaughton. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, well, here's the thing. You, oh, no, it's you're not like, tell me Pat Connaughton, aren't you? 
I'm saying it could be multiple guys, but that's where we're at right now. Anyways, it's not well, like we smirked, have a, so I thought that's where you were going. You smirked. So I, I, I was going to mention his name. I was going to mention <laughs> his name. See? I know. My so, name. but right now it's like, okay, it's either, you know, Grayson or Beasley or Pat Connaughton or Bochamp. Like none of those guys really excite you as a starter. They all are kind of, okay, right. I prefer them off the bench. So it's not like we're giving up a spot that we, we had solidified to a guy that now is a weak link. No, like we have a weak link and we're trying to get someone that's like even just a little bit better. You know, Grayson's like just not good enough to be a starter, but if you get someone a little bit better in there, like I think I'd ra- I'd rather have Buddy Heald as a starter than I would Grayson Allen. Um, and you, I'm, I don't expect him to get a ton of shots when those guys, you know, the, the starters are on the court. But if we're going to give five, six, three-pointers to someone, there's very, very, very few guys in the entire NBA that I'd want to give five or six three-pointers to over Buddy Heald. Because again, I just think he's one of the best pure shooters. I like that he can, I like that he's more of a movement shooter than the guys that we have, which are more just stand in one spot. And I think he's a little bit more dynamic, which I like. And I'm not, he's not incredibly dynamic. He's not like a crazy off the dribble score, isolation score, but I just think he's, better off of this off of like screens. I think he's better off of handoffs. I think he's just someone that I trust a little bit more. And, you know, I think he's got a quicker release than Grayson, like just uh, like things that he does. He does similar stuff as Grayson as like when you look overall, okay, mainly just a three point shooter, not great at defense, but I think the way he does it is more translatable to the playoffs and is more translatable towards winning basketball and against good teams still being able to shoot well like that's the stuff we've seen Grayson struggle with so again I I understand some of the concerns I understand it's not like I don't think it's some home run move but at the end of the day if they if they were left with this at the deadline and you were like okay well there's no guards available there's no wing defenders available but you can still make this trade I make this trade because I think it makes you better in the playoffs and regarding the you know depth at power forward with with losing Bobby Portis and depth at big. I've kind of talked about how, in my opinion, I think we are okay without, you know, much depth there. I think as long as you have Giannis and Brooke and they're both healthy going into the playoffs, like I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable playing Brooke a ton of minutes. You can play Giannis at the five a little bit. Um and so that's that's where I'm at. Like I I just don't think you're gonna use if he plays anything like he's played in the playoffs with his in his tenure as a buck I don't think you're going to use Bobby much either way like I don't think you're ever going to want to have Bobby Portis out there much so what's the point of having him the other thing that we don't know we don't know what Adrian Griffin's plans are for this roster like what how does he see Grayson Allen fitting into what he does defensively how does he see Grayson Allen fitting into what he wants to do offensively and the same thing can be said for Bobby Portis you know that's that's the one thing we don't know now John Horst knows AG's opinion on both of those players and I'm sure that at least if it was me, if I was John Horse, I'd kind of want to know kind of a ranking of the roster of, you know, who are the must haves. Obviously we know the must haves those four. Um, and then once we get past that, then okay. After that, who are the more important players that you have to have on this roster? And who are the guys that we can manipulate and trade and, and try and improve on? And, you know, if Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen find find themselves in that pool or Adrian Griffin's not all that concerned, if they move on, you know, they'll be fine. Uh, depending on the player that they get back, then that's then that's fine. I, I don't, I don't want to play Giannis uh, at center, and I don't think Giannis wants to play at center uh, all that but, much. But either. wait, hold on. But I, I think you talk about that a lot. But I think Giannis is fine playing at center as long as it's not full time. I think Giannis is completely fine playing ten minutes, fifteen minutes a game Ooh. at center. Out of his, th- you know, in the playoffs, he's going to be playing forty. Yeah. So that's 
he's that's 20 25% of the time at center i you know i don't think he i think he doesn't want to do it full time but i don't think it's something where he's like i never want to be center i i, I mean he played now, center again, in the playoffs in 2021 and it was fine right I, I think it depends on who you're facing too right i don't think he wants to deal with Joel Embiid for 10 or 15 yeah. minutes a night i i don't think he wants anything to do with that because again physically you're just going to get Bobby yourself beat up but is Bobby Portis going to handle uh, Embiid for 15? No, like Bobby no, 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 Portis. No. But Nathan, it, you're looking at it differently. No, no, hold on. You're looking at it as far as results. I'm not looking at it from a result. I'm looking at it from the physical toll that's going to take on Giannis having to guard that dude for 10 or 15 minutes. If Bobby Portis gets elbowed and bruised and everything else from Joel Embiid, whatever. And scored on we, every single possession. We, we move on. It is what it is. Right, but that's why you have Robin Lopez now. Robin Lopez is here to try and use his six fouls and, and deal with bigs. Uh, and so forth. Now, if they go, okay, we're going to move, you know, Bobby Portis and Robin Lopez is just going to play those minutes when we have to rest, you know, Brooke Lopez or whatever, he's going to get those minutes over Bobby. You still don't have a power forward necessarily, unless you say, we're just going to play small ball. When Giannis is out, we're just going to play small uh, and, and try and win that way. And look, it's the NBA, right? I mean, that's where we are now in the NBA. There aren't a lot of great bigs necessarily in the NBA anymore. A lot of these guys look at Golden State. They run small ball all the time. Uh, and have one effectively doing it that way when you have enough scores. Uh, so I, again, I, I just think it just comes back to Adrian Griffin and and what he wants to do. Me personally, I'm could still concerned about replacing Bobby Portis. Nathan, not as much. Um, and Grayson Allen, like whatever. So, so my question is do, to for you: Do you think if we made this trade, Bobby for Bobby plus Grayson for Buddy Hill, does that make your top eight better or worse or the same? Well, I think Bobby Portis, I mean, the the three off the bench, if we're saying, let's say Buddy Heald's starting, right? So you still have Beasley coming off of the bench. Uh, and then who's after that? Connaughton? Pat Connaughton. Because you have no backup point guard, by the way, still. Um, so Connaughton, I'm assuming, is going to have to run some point here uh, at some somehow or another. And then after that is Bobby Portis, right? That's your top eight? No, Bobby Portis is not in the top eight to me in the playoffs. I think you're playing in the playoffs. I think you're going, you've got the big four. You've got... Whoever starts at shooting guard, whether it be Grayson, you know, Grayson or, yeah. or whoever, and then that might end up being, if we made this trade, that would be Buddy Heald, which I think is an improvement over Grayson. And then you've still got Pat, you've got Jay Crowder off the bench, you've got Malik Beasley off the bench. I'd take all three of those guys right now yeah, so you over, could Buddy, essentially, over Robbie. Yeah, so essentially what you're saying is play Crowder instead of Bobby Portis. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, and that's that, my, that, I'm okay that, with that, but providing he doesn't look like old Jay Crowder because he looked yeah. like old man Jay Crowder last yeah. year, and if he shows up looking like that, then they're screwed. And that's just my thing is I'm very down on Bobby Portis compared to so many people. You know, I, I most people would say Bobby Portis is our sixth man. And to me, he is not even close to the sixth man in the playoffs. Like when it counts, he is not your sixth man. He is the ninth to 10th guy, honestly, um, in terms of like who you actually want to have out there on the floor. So that's why I'm just so okay giving him. Now, ideally, again, ideally you can get a little bit more value. You can try to hope something a little bit better becomes available and really maximize, you know, these, these two assets you have, these very few assets you have, right. maximize that more than just getting Buddy healed. But I'd still do this because I think you're trading Bobby Portis, who's a guy that's not even in the top eight in the playoffs, which is really the only thing that matters is like that top eight. You're not going to really go 10, 11 deep. So you're trading Bobby Portis, who's not even in that conversation. And then you're just upgrading Grayson Allen to Buddy healed, which I think is, you know, a, a sl you know, bit of an upgrade like I think it's substantial enough to make you a better team in the playoffs so that's why I'm okay doing it and if I had to pick like one stat that I found that just kind of summarizes why I would do this um Buddy healed on th pull up three pointers so off the dribble 
43%, whereas Grayson's 36%. Like, Buddy's just a much better... Buddy's off-the-dribble shooting is definitely better than Grayson Allen's, who's, as I kind of mentioned, we just have so many stale spot-up guys that are just so... They're not dynamic at all. Buddy's a little bit more dynamic. I think he can do a little bit more. Yep, I, I, I'm not arguing Buddy healed over Grayson Allen. You, you, I, I, I'm with you one thousand percent. I'd rather have Buddy healed over Grayson Allen. My only sticking point is Bobby Portis' position he plays, and then how they essentially replace that. And if Jay Crowder is the answer, that's fine. If it's Jay Crowder from two or three years ago, if it's Jay Crowder from last year, then that's not going to work. All right, let's move on to topic number two. Chris Middleton, I, I don't understand quite, quite how this all went down. To be honest with you, because Nathan sends me this ESPN article, I was like, okay. So you start reading it, and it's like, Chris Milton talked to ESPN. What do you mean? So you're doing phone interviews with just a staffer on the phone now at ESPN? Here, uh, ask Chris Milton. I mean, I know they had a bunch of layoffs and got rid of a bunch of people. So what are we doing now? Like the interns on the phone talking to the players? And here, ask these 10 questions, and then we'll make it into a story and, and post it on the website. I don't understand. Normally, one of their personalities are doing the interview, but uh, apparently not. Now, Tim Bontemps is the one that wrote this. So maybe he talked to Tim Bontemps. Um, and they're just saying that he told ESPN in phone interview. So let's say it's Bontemps and Middleton. That would make more sense. Talking about Giannis uh, and his comments that everybody's still talking about. I think it's kind of business as usual either way. It doesn't affect me personally. I don't think it affects us as a team. I think this is something he said almost every year. Uh, he's uh, come up in contract extension talks. We always want him back for sure. Let's be for sure and let everyone know that we want this guy to come back because he's one of the best players in the world. He's one of the best players in franchise history. So when he says things like that, I think he just wants to challenge the team, the organization to keep putting us in position to win championships. Milton continues, but I think it's just something that he just wants to keep putting pressure on everybody. And that's himself. Also, he's not just pointing a finger at everybody else saying, you guys have to do this for me. I think he's putting that pressure on himself to be better, to come in and be great every year. So there's no pressure on, there's no added pressure when he says that to says that to us as a team or me as a person that I have to be better. Stop. We'll, we'll stop right there. Listen, if the rest of the team took it his way, then that was just a waste of breath to even have it be set because Middleton heard it and said, yeah, cool. Whatever you say it all the time. I'm just going to be me. Yeah. Okay. If the rest of the roster said, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, Giannis. Yeah, you're being Giannis. Okay, you always say the same crap. Oh, fine, whatever. I'm just going to do what I always do. If that's how it was received, then he just completely wasted a breath even making that statement. And here we are all kind of, well, not we, me, not Nathan, me going, man, he's calling somebody out of that locker room. Like something's going on, and Kendrick Perkins caught on to it. He said the same thing, Um, and clearly not. Instead, it seems like this locker room is just like, yeah, whatever, it's Giannis. He's going to say what he says. Whatever, let's just move on. It, it, maybe maybe that is just Giannis blowing hot air and that's how they view it and whatever. He says the same stuff all the time. We're just going to be us. But if that's how it's viewed, then why waste your breath? Why even say it? Like if nobody is going to take it to heart one way or the other and they're all just going to be like, yeah, it's Giannis. I don't know. Like it's kind of, to me, it's kind of disappointing. Like I, I, I rather would have heard Chris Middleton say, yeah, man, like we got to play better. Like last year, it wasn't acceptable. Like I, I'm working harder to get back than I, you know, than maybe I was before, whatever the case may be. And we're going to, we got to step it up in training camp. And I don't know, maybe a little bit more rah, rah, rah going off of those Giannis comments of, yeah, dude, he's got two years left. Like we all kind of got two years left and we don't know what the window is after this. And we all do have to put in maybe a little bit more extra work and effort to kind of get us over the hump. Instead, it was kind of like, yeah, it's Giannis talking. Like it, it's same old, same old. That I don't know. 
I mean, if I would have said that, if I was Giannis and I would have said that, and my right-hand guy is Middleton, and his response is, yeah, it's just Sparky being Sparky. And God knows that's been said about me a million times with people I worked with. But if if that's the response, then as as a leader, I would think like, okay, well, that was that was kind of pointless. Nobody really took me seriously on, on what I had to say anyhow. That's my take. Marzian is ready to like jump through the computer screen at me right now. Uh, I'll go ahead, Nate. How I don't know how you cannot absolutely love what Chris Middleton said because he's so spot on and he basically just gave a screw the media like you guys have it all wrong, which is what I've been saying the entire time. And you've kind of been on the side of oh he's calling people out right. and he's he's doing that. He's and not. He said he's he, he's he's probably calling himself out and all of his teammates. Milton isn't saying he wasn't calling anybody out, but he's saying he's calling himself out. Giannis is calling his own self out too, saying that he has to get better. Well, Chris is just saying he's putting the pressure on everybody. Yes, like he's letting everyone know this is what he expects, but he's not pointing the finger at people saying you have to be better, you have to be better, you have right. to improve, you got to be, be as good as me. He's not doing that, and people took it that way. You took it a little bit that way as like yep. he's calling specific people out. He never was Kendrick Perkins took it that way he never was he and you say like oh well if this is how it's going to be interpreted then why say it he was asked questions about it he's not just coming out randomly saying this he's asked a question about do you want you know can you guarantee you're going to stay in milwaukee and he's like well no i'm, I'm you know i got to make sure everyone's on the same page i got to make sure my teammates are all committed to winning that's not him saying my teammates aren't committed to winning that's him saying i need to make sure we remain on the same page he's not you people take him saying this is what i need and that they take that as him saying, I don't have this. He's saying, I just want to make sure I remain, I keep having this. That Chris, I think, is a fantastic wingman to Giannis. I think Giannis loves having him. I think Giannis is super happy with everything Chris Middleton has done. So why does Chris need to change or like obviously he wants to improve as much as he can every year, but is Giannis saying healthy. Yeah, is Giannis saying Chris Middleton needs to be better? No. And Chris is saying, I'm not taking it that way. I'm not taking it like I need to be better. It's just we need to remain committed to the goal. And that's all Chris is saying. That's what I've been saying. It It's not anything new. He's just saying, hey, I need to make sure everyone's committed and on the same page. And again, that doesn't mean that people aren't committed and aren't on the same page. It's just Giannis being honest, saying, this is what I want. And as long as I have that, I'll stay. But again, I think people just take Giannis saying, this is what I want, and take that as him saying, Oh, he, he's saying he doesn't have this right now. No, he never said that. He's not saying, yeah, our guys aren't committed and people aren't aren't focused on the goal. He's just saying I want everyone has to be focused on the goal. That's all he's saying. But why would you say that unless somebody Because wasn't. he's asked about it. Because he's asked about it. Nobody asked him if everybody was focused on the goal. He brought that up. No, they ask him, they ask him about like, oh, well, are you gonna stay? And right. you know, what are your thoughts about your future? And what are your thoughts about your future? And he's being honest, saying, I just I, I will stay as long as everyone's focused on the goal. That that's all he's saying. It doesn't, this he's not saying thing. that journalist screwed up that journalist, that follow-up should have been, are you talking about somebody specifically when you start talking about how they have to be as dedicated and, as you are and so forth? Like, are you, are you talking about somebody in that locker room or wh where is this coming from? Because again, Nathan, go back and look at the quotes. I I've went back and Googled and tried to find different articles. He did not say anything remotely like this. The last time this contract extension came up, he wasn't talking about them having to be dedicated like he is and put in extra time and, you know, give up family time and all this other stuff. He said he didn't say that the last time. This is this is the first time this dude has brought this up. And again, Milton says, yeah, whatever. I mean, we're all going to do us and, you know, we're all committed. OK, fine. That's that's cool. OK, let's let's see how this all plays out. I, I just again, I, I just would love to know, really, if there is more to the story, what it is like. 
Is he talking about Greg? There's not. Is he talking about who is he talking about? Because he's not talking about anyone. He's just talking about what he needs as as a team overall. This is what I need. And he's not saying that he doesn't have that right now. He's just saying for me to sign an extension. Because he's saying he's being honest. Because he's being honest. This is what I need. Like I need to I need to make sure everyone's still on the same page. It's like if you're a if you're a manager of a sales staff and you're like they're like, Are you gonna be here in two years? And you're like, well, you know, and, and sales are going good, but you're like, I need to make sure, you know, as long as sales are going strong and, you know, we need to, we need to make sure we have good sales. Does that mean you have bad sales right now? No, it just means that in a year, as long as we still have good sales and as long as everything's going smoothly, yes, I, I want to stay as, in this company. Can I, can I explain well, something That to doesn't you? mean that they don't have, like, that doesn't let's mean that they're, that. Not, they're doing let's, something let's, wrong. Yeah, let's play that out. So I'm a sales manager. I'm in front of my sales staff. And I say what you said, right? Hey, you're going to be here in a couple of years. I know your contract's coming up or whatever the case may be. Yeah, man, as long as sales are good and, you know, everybody remains focused in this room the way they should be, then, yeah, we should be all good. Do you want to know what's going to happen? When that meeting is done, one by one, people are going to start strangling in. Hey, man, you weren't talking about me, right? I mean, you. you Nobody's going to say that. Man, I've seen it. It's a basic thing. It's a basic thing to say, hey. Hey, listen, anytime in a meeting, maybe it's a radio station thing because that's where I've worked most of my life. But anytime in a meeting, you make some general thing of questioning something or kind of putting out there something, everybody gets super paranoid. Like, is he talking about me? I hope he's not talking about me. I'm doing my job. What's he talking about? Or what is she talking about? If it's, you know, a a female boss that you may have, it gets your mind kind of going, maybe I'm nuts. Maybe it's a me problem. If look, if he, if he had said something along the lines of like, yeah, I've, I've been disappointed in the, you know, the lack of commitment, recently then yes then he's talking about there is a problem he'd never said that he's just saying i need to make sure there's commitment i need to make sure we have commitment i need to make sure we're all on the same page like that doesn't have to mean that there's not commitment that doesn't have to mean that it's not happening right now he's just saying this is what i'm going to need if this continues yes i'll I'll be here and i want to stay here but that's what i need all right let's move on in the uh the middleton are uh, conversation with Tim Bonson at ESPN. The last year and a half, two years, Milton says, they've been kind of strange dealing with different types of injuries that weren't nagging injuries. There are real things that needed surgery and needed time to heal and whatnot. So this summer's just been kind of about getting myself back together into being back to my old natural self as healthy as I can be, which I think uh, I'm headed to in that direction. So it's been a good productive summer for me thus far uh, where I didn't have to feel like I was starting all over. I was able to focus on my whole body and start to work on my game here uh, these last couple of months. That to me was the most positive thing of the entire article was him talking about his health and saying, I'm, I'm good. Like this is the most healthy pretty much he's been to this point. And he's actually being able to work on basketball that to me right there. And again, now they're not pro bucks people, these national guys, but that to me, that's the headline uh, of him talking about the fact that he is ready to go. Uh, and that's been kind of Hinted at, I think, by Adrian Griffin uh, about you know he expects Holiday, Giannis, uh, and Middleton ready for training camp and ready to go when 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 the time comes, coming up uh, end of September, early October. So that's good hearing Middleton say that, Nathan. Yeah, for sure. I've been on this train that like I'm so excited to watch Chris this year. I'm excited to see him finally healthy at full health again for the first time in a while. You know, having a full off season to you know, again, do basketball things, not just, not just completely rehabbing, not just recovering. It's like, he's actually playing basketball, doing what he should be doing. And I just cannot wait. I I really think he's going to have a great year. I really think people that are starting to be like, okay, he's, he's old and he's done. He's, he's not done, but he's 
really declining and he's not even he's not his self I think he's going to be his self and I think people are going to be like okay he's still Chris Middleton he's going to be right. a borderline all-star and I think he's going to be awesome uh, let's go to uh, the third topic uh, at hand here. Uh, and does it feel like the national media is rooting for a Giannis trade out of Milwaukee? Now, why did I bring this up? Well, I got a tweet uh, yesterday, last night, uh, from Steve uh, on Twitter at I am underscore flash one. And he said, I just saw on CBS Sports that Giannis requested a trade, WTF. Like, Come on, man. So then I go and I look, and, and the headline is very misleading, kind of making it sound like Giannis is open now to go playing somewhere else based on the quotes in the New York Times all this while later, and that is definitely not what happened. And then they go to the 48 Minutes podcast of what he said in that, and I was like, uh, no, that's that's not what happened. In fact, we had one of the co-hosts on, Bruce, uh, here, and I sent him the link to the Green and Growing podcast. I go, go listen to it. He never, ever said he wanted out in Milwaukee and wanted a trade. But again, if you just read a headline of an article like, I'm guessing that dude did probably didn't read the whole thing. It's very misleading. It's like, holy crap. What are you talking about? You must be joking me. Then you have guys like Stephen A. Smith on ESPN talking about how he's praying that he ends up on the New York Knicks uh, and the Knicks can pull off a trade for Giannis because that's where he wants to see him play. Because again, Stephen A. is a Knicks fan, as we all know. Uh, so he's on national TV rooting for Giannis to get traded to the New York Knicks. That, that's this. This is the type of stuff that is going to drive us all that bleeping crazy. Uh, all year long because it's not going to stop it's just not and then god forbid if this bucks team starts off slow with adrian griffin and they don't get off to a great start because they're learning a new offense or they're learning a new defense or whatever he's got them doing if they get off to a slow start then it's really going to increase uh this whole Giannis chatter because everybody's like oh this coaching hire what a disaster this has turned out to be you know at least with bud they, they were good in the regular season look how poor of a start they've had in the first month that, that that would make it even worse. And again, as Bucks fans, I'll just say we all have to stick together here uh, and, and not freak out if they do get off to a slow start and buying the Giannis hype and all this other crap. And they're just going to have to give them time to kind of figure this whole thing out. And I'm going to bring up something that Marzian uh, d- does not like. That's the Badger football team, who also not off to a good start. Offense doesn't look very good. Um, it's a shame. You have to have patience. Until they can kind of all get on the same page. I already had a wide receiver transfer or uh, say that he's out of there. They already had one wide receiver quit. So it's going to take time for them to figure it out. Now, this Bucks team, much different, right? It's not a college team. The, half the team isn't new. And this is a majority of the same guys. It's just kind of learning a new offensive system with Terry Stotts and Prunty. Uh, and then the defensive system, whatever Griffin is going to decide he wants to implement and being able to, to do that. And having everybody healthy and cross your fingers that they all stay healthy uh, going forward uh, will allow them a lot of opportunity to play. And maybe he's going to play these guys a lot of minutes the first month of the season to try and get them acclimated to this as soon as possible. And then maybe once we get to, you know, January, February, he starts to pull them back a little bit and give them some rest. But maybe early on they do play a lot of minutes. So they they, they know the systems. But it, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be the national media getting Giannis out of Milwaukee and almost rooting for it like Stephen A is just outright telling you they don't want him in Milwaukee and they want him in a big market. And it's going to become very annoying very quickly, Nick. Yeah, I mean, this is something we know. It's going to happen all year. It's going to happen until Giannis officially signs or, you know, if he re-signs. It, it, it's, it's going to happen. You know, we just have to deal with it. You got to deal with it. It's part of being a small market. It's part of being a team that the national media just does not want star players on your team. Correct. And they're going to take every little headline and twist it in the most negative way possible. Like, as I said, there's two ways, there's two headlines you can make from Giannis saying this stuff. You can make the headline that says 
if the Bucks remain committed, Giannis will stay there forever. Or you can make the headline that everyone else makes, which is if the Bucks don't stay committed, Giannis is leaving, you know. And of course they take the second one, which makes it sound so daunting and oh my gosh. And it's like, okay, I mean that it it's gonna happen. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm I'm not too worried about it affecting the team because I think that I think it'll affect the fan base. I think it'll fans will talk about it and everything. But as far as the team, those guys trust each other. Those guys have been with each other for a while. Those guys know the deal. Like I just I don't think that they're gonna be super affected by outside chatter about this. Like they know Giannis very well. It's not like they have a very new team that everyone's being brought together. The only real new thing is the coach. So I'm I'm not worried about it affecting the team negatively. Even if they get off to a slow start or whatever, I think they'll just be like, we, you know, we're getting used to things. It's it's November. Like we're fine. They're not gonna freak out. And fans will be going crazy. Fans will uh, freak out at every headline and every news story. But uh, we, as far as you know, for us Bucks fans, like just try to be level headed. Try not to try to look at what's actually being said. Don't look at the headlines. And as you said. There's headlines about Giannis requesting a trade, and I saw a CBS Sports headline that was like, "Well, the Bucks might, you know, they should definitely think about trying to trade Giannis now that he said this." Well, they can, and it's like they're not going to trade him, like unless he outright says, "I'm not re-signing," it's not happening. They're not going to trade him, like they're never going to do that. And again, it's just stuff that the media is going to put out there that just is like pushing, 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 and it's just got to ignore it. You just got to look at the facts and. I mean, I, I again, I think at the end of the day, he's going to be here and all this stuff's going to look stupid just like it did in 2020 because we had the same stuff happen. Yes, Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Record on Monday and Thursday nights. It's posted on Tuesday and Friday mornings. First thing you get up, you can go download and listen to the Green and Growing podcast. Tell fellow Bucks fans, tell your friends, tell your family. Always could use uh, more people listening to the podcast for sure so we can continue to do this podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for checking us out. and. Uh, Stay with it. Support Giannis kind of going forward here. Have a good rest of your weekend. Toodles.